Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. It's October 27th, and this happened on this day in 1985. Yes, that's Daryl Motley catching the final out of the 1985 World Series clinching the Royals' Game 7 victory over the St. Louis Cardinals for the franchise's first championship. Just thought I'd share that. On today's Sportsbeat KC, we talk to the man who knows everything about area high school football, Dion Clisso of PrepsKC.com. The postseason begins in Missouri and Kansas this weekend, and Dion breaks down the brackets. We discuss the favorites and the contenders, but we start our conversation about the process and competitive fairness. Dion has some thoughts on that. Okay, let's get started talking high school football playoffs with Dion Clisso. Dion, um, it's that time of year, and I love the I love the the feel of football this time of year. You know, it starts in the heat of August, and now we're at the the edge of November, and there's a chill in the air, and it's it's uh, football playoff season for the high schools in Kansas and Missouri. I want to get into both sides uh, of the state line when it comes to uh, brackets and and favorites and all those things that uh, we like to talk about. But before we do that, you wrote an interesting column this week. I want to get into it a little bit. Um, and you're you're the best person qualified to to do this. Um, you just came up with some suggestions, some tweaks about uh, about the brackets and and how the playoffs in both states might uh, might better operate. And I've, I've covered high school sports in another state and they do it differently than it's done in Missouri and Kansas. Uh, and you're familiar with it, it was in Virginia. Yeah. Uh, and of course they, they even do it differently now in Virginia than when I was there back in the eighties. But anyway, um, let's, let's start by a kind of outlining how Missouri, let's, let's we'll start with Missouri and how Missouri does its, it's districts and bracket, and and then maybe get you to suggest uh, get get your ideas on what might work a little bit better in you know in on, on the Missouri side. But let, let's start with that. There's first of all, there's six classes in Missouri. Six classes, yeah. Um, you know, class class six has 32 teams. Class oh, one yes. has 64. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and two through five, um, as of about was it last year, have them evenly spread out. It used to be they would, uh, when they first went to six classes, it was, uh, well, first off, it was five and six were 32 each. They basically split class five uh, into two mm-hmm. classes. And over time, um, that number, you know, class five grew and become the, kind of the catch-all. The others were all 64 and five was the catch-all. Well, it got to as big as, I think, 56, maybe 58. I can't, I, the, the number escapes me. I have to go back and look. Then it got down as low as 36. So then a couple of years ago, they decided they would keep one at 64 and then spread out the other ones evenly. So they all have about 40 or, you know, 48 to 50, 52, 53. Um, then they also instituted a rule in terms of sizing uh, that you can't be in a class with a school that is twice as big as you are, which okay. really affects some class two and class three. That's kind of the, that spot right there. Class one, two and three uh, down that area, but occasionally a class four team, there might be a, that much of a spread. Um, and I apologize, my voice uh, yesterday was my, uh, doing my radio show and my podcast with Mick Schaefer. So Thursday's not my great voice day sometimes. Um, we'll take, so that's how they, 
<laughs> so that's how they spread them out class-wise. And of course, there's multipliers for the private schools based on success, and, and that's how yeah. they all fit in. Um, they split them all into 18 districts. Uh, not all, you know, two through five, especially not every, there's not an 18 district. They're, you know, seven six and six and mostly. Yeah. yeah. Um, six has well, four 18 districts. The rest all have eight districts that have at least, you know, six or seven teams. And then one has eight districts that have hypothetically um, eight teams. Occasionally a team will drop after the, you know, they, they don't release the classifications until um, after the first week of the season or the first week of the season. So they try and that's what they try and stop that from happening. Um, you did have this year, a team in the Lone Jack that just said, we're done <laughs> before, before last week and, and they're not playing. So Butler gets a, a buy. Uh, and so essentially it, it, it's a point system based on the winning, you know, how much you win by, which is a plus 13, um, the record of your opponent, the classification of your opponent. And if you're in a class below class six, uh, there's, there's no penalty for playing down, but there's a bonus for playing up, um, which is why you would see in, in, to give you an example in class two, uh, the Richmond Lafayette County, uh, Richmond lost to Lafayette County in the regular season, but they had more points and we're technically the one seed in the district, but then there's the head-to-head -head rule. If you've beaten someone head-to-head -head and you're behind them, you get moved up automatically. So that's that's how they kind of get them in. Um, I think in Missouri, now that they've gone to the the spreading out of teams evenly, and I almost think you, you could do that in class one, two, and spread them out even a little, little more evenly. Um, you, you've lost some of the what, – what would happen was the 1-8. There were some, a lot of 1-8 games where – some really bad teams were playing yeah. some really good teams and getting bludgeoned. So that's kind of gone away um, a little bit uh, the, since they've gone to that. So that, that kind of solves that problem. Um, class one has a little bit of that since they still have eight teams. Class six really doesn't have that because there's only 32 teams. So the, the, the difference between the worst team and the best team um, is, is not as, as deep um, that there are, it, it's, it's getting better. Um, it's still not as good as I'd like it to be. I would love it to be, and it, you want to talk about Virginia, like when I was in high school, when you were covering games, it was your conference was your district. That's right. And if you won your, you played everybody. And if you won, you went on to the postseason or sometimes two teams out of that district went on to the postseason. Um, and there was three classes when I graduated in 89. I think there's six in, in Virginia now. Mm -hmm. um, and so they, I like that. Uh, I, I would say 18 districts uh, play Play everybody in your district, so you'd have a seven-game season. That'd be um, your conference, basically. That'd be your conference, basically, uh, and then you'd have three non-con games because you could play a tenth game, which is what the regular season used to be. Um, but I would take the top four teams and send them on to the playoffs, or play at eight, you know, nine. Take the top four teams, send them on the playoffs, and the bottom four teams play each other. Um, I would do that in classes one through five. I think class six with with eight teams, especially here in the Kansas City area. Um, I'm not saying Liberty North is a lock to beat Blue Spring South, but Blue Spring South is a good football team. Just got done beating Ray Peck, <laughs> you know, a three-one team. You know, Park Hill South, Park Park uh, Park Hill, and Blue Springs are six, seven, and eight, uh, and you know don't have a ton of wins, but they're a good football team. So I, I think Class Six is fine. I love the idea of playing each other and then reseeding out of that. The the one thing I I have, and I, this is a suggestion for both sides of the state line, is you don't have to treat everything exactly the same. If class six football is is so much bigger than everybody else that they need their own 32 team division, then treat them differently than you would a class one school that's got a hundred kids. Uh, I, I just, I like the idea of playing each other and you, know, you could use the old district point system, the plus or minus, 
to kind of decide uh, if, it, if there was a head-to-head that didn't work out and, and, that, and that kind of thing, or even take the top six in yeah. a district. It was an eight-team district and let the bottom two uh, play a, a final week season, which would be more team, you know, apples to apples type thing. Um, so that's kind of the Missouri thing. And I, I think that they, they've gotten, they've really focused in Missouri on classification size. That's kind of been with their, with the multiplier and things. I think they're more worried about that than they are the actual, what happens when they get into the playoffs and that kind of thing. And, and there is a, a disease of, well, we play a district tournament in basketball. That's how we do it in basketball. That's how we do it in tennis. That's how we do it in golf. That's how we do it. I'm like, well, these are all totally football is a totally different sport than any other sport out there. And I think it should be treated that way. Okay. Well, let's quickly go over to the Kansas side, which, yeah. which is different. Um, their, their structure is different. Um, the um, uh, I really liked your idea of the, you know, let's just take, um, uh, we'll, we'll take the top class 6A in on the Kansas side, 32 teams. There's an East and a West. So pretty mm-hmm. much the, the Eastern side of the bracket is all Kansas city, Johnson County, Wyandotte yeah. County, uh, the western side is the rest of the state, predominantly Wichita, uh, but the rest of the state. And um, uh, it's seeded one through 16 on both sides. And one plays 16 on yes. in the east and in the west. So I don't I don't have the bracket in front of me, so I can't tell you what the one sixteen game in the east is. I think it's uh, Shawnee Mission North and I would, or oh, Latham North and uh, I think it's Shawnee Mission West. Get that up here real quick. We. Uh, let's see. I think there's a website. Yeah. Olathe North, Shawnee Mission West. And then the two is Olathe West, Shawnee Mission South. Uh, Shawnee Mission South is a little more competitive than Shawnee Mission West. And unfortunately, and I'm a I'm, you know big Tim Callahan fan of Shawnee Mission West. They haven't competed at all this year. Okay. Um, so they really, they really struggled. So one of, one of your ideas here is to um, avoid big mismatches. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're likely to have on the first week of the Kansas playoffs. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, in 5A, you've got Turner and Mill Valley who haven't really competed all season long, or Turner and Harmon who haven't competed all season long are going to play DeSoto and Mill Valley in week one. Um, and Harmon, you know, and I, I don't want to try to single out Harmon because, you know, they essentially have lost two years of football. They didn't play in, in 20, and then they got shut down in 21. So this that's almost like a new program again. But they um, – that that's a game where a few years ago, they played Shawnee Mission East in, in the one sixteen when they were in six A, and it was you know it's sixty to nothing at halftime. I mean there's I mean it's not there's not there's no the, the old district system afforded a team every team there was at least you know there's a possibility you weren't going to the postseason but you had a chance to win your last game <laughs> right you know right which is something that happens for every other football team you know at college and 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 pro mm-hmm. they get a chance to win their last game and, and kind of go on from there. Uh, the, the, the one sixteen is really glaring. I mean, it's, it's the, the, the chasm between those teams in three, a four, and five. That's how they do the one through 16. One, a two, a three, a still does an old district system. They've got uh, five teams. Mostly um, there's a couple 16 districts in the top four, make it. Um, and they play, uh, they all play each other. So I think Kansas does it pretty well there. Uh, I just think that that 15 and 16 for the most part um, probably don't need to play. And, and, it, and it rewards the one seed, and the two seed outside of just having home field for a couple rounds, you know, gives you a week off. And uh, I, I know when the, they started doing that in Missouri and that, you know, teams got weeks off, it was, it was five. That was the first one that would get those buys. And, you know, some coaches don't like it. They want to keep playing their kids. They want to keep them in that mode, but Hey, if you got a guy who's banged up a week without playing, I mean, that, that, that's a reward. 
you know, you could take time and, and, and do those kind of things. And, um, it's a, it's a big time reward for your team to have that week off. So that's just kind of my thoughts. I, I love the idea of playing everybody, you know, I would, if I was Kansas, I'd get rid of the, the six, you could, you could solve that a little bit by going to 18 and, and do that. True. true. Yep. Um, but, and the other thing is, is they, they're straight record. Um, and then, you know, winning percent, record slash winning percentage, I think has become a issue because of the, the COVID years. And then it's points and then it's, you know, head, I think head, head is in there as well. So you have teams that don't play anywhere near the competition sitting on some one seeds and some teams that are, you know, St. James is a 10 (laughs) and they still might be my pick to win the whole thing. I mean, you know, Miege is a five or a four. I think, I think they're a four. Aquinas is a a five. I mean, you know, St. James is a 10 is not, something that anybody wants to see i am sure right no yeah. no if you're if you're opposite <laughs> that 10 seed and you're in that's your first round opponent that they're really they, well there. they're playing baser linwood um who's a seven and they've lost two games and that's a game that's been played in the quarterfinals the last few years i mean that i mean your baser you know you probably had to play quinas miniature or, or st james at some point you drew them in the first week right all right all right officials in missouri and kansas listen to this man Dion Cliss that we know we <laughs> about here all right let's take a break and when we come back let's just uh, d- get right into the brackets and, and who Dion likes in uh, on both sides we'll be right back hey this is Blair there are several ways to access the star sports section let me tell you about a couple of them there is sports pass for $12.99 a month you get unlimited digital access to all of the star sports content including beat writing columns features pretty much everything we write the deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel for $159.99 a year, you get everything the star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. We're back on Sportsbeat KC with Dion Clisso of Preps KC. Does a great job covering football on high school football in Missouri and Kansas. Let's start in Missouri, Dion. Um, Liberty North has been the all year, um, just been the the top team in in the metro area, both sides of the state line. It's it's always been Liberty North. Um, we got to at least I've got to think that they're they're the favorite to win the whole thing on the Missouri side. They are. They're a little dinged. Um, they're tailback, uh, the junior, Micah Joe Barnett. Um, I guess during Blue Spring South game three weeks ago, he caught a partial tear of his ACL, sat out of game. I guess, you know, swelling went down, all that kind of stuff. Looked like it was, you know, and they basically said, you know, cleared him to play. It's like, it's kind of like the elbow, you know, for a pitcher. If there's a partial tear, you can either go ahead and have the surgery right away, or you can you can pitch with it till it goes. So he played two games, you know, modified carries, not nothing really big. And then last Thursday in practice by himself doing a drill uh, for the rest of the way. So uh, they're uh, down a they're down a, a dynamic tailback. They've got depth there. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Liberty North is Liberty North is because they've got a lot of players. They've got Sam Van Nine, a quarterback who's there, uh, who was a Simone finalist last year. Um, he he hasn't thrown it a ton because they haven't needed him to. They've got outstanding receivers, so that 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 offense will, will be fine. Oh, and by the way, they probably have the best defense in the state, so <laughs> they don't need to go out and score forty points a game. Um, though that will change up their dynamic a little bit, but they, they can still throw it and do what they need to do. They got a great offensive line. 
Um, so the backups can go there. So yeah, I think they are the class. They get Blue Springs, who is a much better Blue Springs team than it was in week one and and just beat Ray Pack and scored in the 60s. Uh I, I think I think they'll get that win. Um the next the two seed in that is Staley. Um turns out that Rampy guy can coach. I heard that. Uh yeah, heard, heard, heard that a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. Steve Rampy at Staley, it, it's much to the to the similar mode that when he was at Lawrence. I mean, not that they I mean they, they struggled a little bit last year. In Lawrence, first year, kind of figuring out what they were doing, and then uh, second year, got things going. Third year, one of the best teams in the state. He's he may be a year ahead. You know, they're sitting there at seven and two, and um, they're they're young. They got a lot of sophomores that are playing. Uh, they get a Park Hill South team that's playing really well. Briggs Bartosh, kind of their Swiss Army knife. He was a uh, he's been a tailback for them. He stepped in and said, "Okay, I'll I'll play quarterback." They're playing real well. Jo- uh, DJ Jones is a tailback for them. They, They've got a lot of weapons. They're scoring a lot of points. That's a rematch from a game that Staley won a few weeks back. Uh, that's the, that's the 2-7. Uh, the 3-6 is another great game. Rockhurst and Park Hill. Park Hill can score on anybody, and Rockhurst has got one of the best defenses right there with right there with Liberty North. Um, and then the 4-5 game is a rematch from last week, Blue Spring South and Liberty. Blue Spring South handled Liberty. So, you know, Blue, the winner of the Blue Spring South game will probably get Liberty North. I, you know, I'd love to tell you that the 2-3 and three are locks, but I don't think they are. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be stunned at those – Six, seven teams. That just shows the depth in, in Kansas City. And and it's one of those years, you know, sometimes we're top heavy in class six. You know, we got three or four teams that'll right. that are the top dogs, but we are I think it has a lot to do with the change in the suburban conference when they split the gold and they have the silver and the gold that are just class six teams and the size and, and it, it kind of helped everybody play teams of their size and, and be able to find some success and and get some wins where some teams maybe wouldn't have gotten wins before. But and and I think it's a year where it legitimately, if you put them all, if you put the the teams on, you know, a 64 team bracket, you get to the, the 16 and there'd be about seven Kansas City teams. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then the other bracket, uh, Lee Summit North, they're playing with and Ray Peck and Lee Summit and Lee Summit West are playing with the South teams. Lee Summit, Lee Summit North matchup. Uh, North's got the, the two seed there. Um, Nick says the one seed in that, uh, that uh, group. Uh, Lisa and West is going to Kickapoo. They're the they're the uh, they're the six. Uh, Kickapoo's the three, and then Joplin and Ray Peck, which is an interesting game, is the four five. In the in the state semifinals, does does one play two and two and three play four? Uh, this year it's one four two okay. three. So Liberty North and Lisa and North uh, districts go opposite ways. It's kind of the opposite it was last year, where Lisa and North won their district had to play CBC. Liberty North won their district had to play Troy Buchanan. It's just flipped. Uh, that that that's probably you know those are the the top dogs, you know, uh, you know, Nixon is the one seed. Um, that's the, you know, we talked about brackets and points. There are still some shortcomings in the point system because heading into um, the last week of the season, Lee Summit North was 0.12 points behind Nixa. Nixa had a loss to Republic, Liberty North, or Lee Summit North lost to Liberty North. And my th- theory is if Liberty North played Republic, it would be 70 something to nothing. How is Lee Summit North behind Nixa? I, it, it, it's it, you know that's that that's the deal there. So Lisa North they, they're probably going to go on the road, and Nix is a good team, but uh, Lisa North probably going to go on the road to win that district. But if they do, they should have a good run because that that other district is not nearly as strong as as the that's the, the bottom of the four. There's no doubt. Got you. Okay, um, who who's the best class five team on our side of the state? <laughs> that's a great question. You I'm got trying to figure it out. Yeah, Grain Valley, Oak Park, Fort Osage are playing the best right now. Uh, Raytown's not a bad team. They're dangerous. Belton's got their quarterback back. They're dangerous. Uh, you know, I think Oak Park, great uh, Oak Park, Green Valley and Fort Osage are really built 
to go deep. They, they play good defense. Um, they're real physical. They run the ball. Um, Fort Osage and Grain Valley definitely have the pedigree. Uh, Fort Osage made it to the semis last year when the state championship game just a few years back and they've been to multiples. Uh, Grain Valley hasn't reached. I mean, they're in the quarterfinals. I mean, they kind of been banging their head. They, um, they, they lost to um, Fort Osage in the quarterfinals last year and lost to Platte County two years in a row before that. So they've kind of been hitting their, their ceiling. It's been, it's been 20 plus years since they've been to a semifinal back when they were in class two <laughs> a long time ago when the, before the town really exploded, but uh, they're there. They beat blue spring South a few weeks back. Um, they're playing really good football. You know, the Oak park started off, you know, with the undefeated run and opened everybody's eyes. Well, Grain Valley and Fort Osage were the teams. I think I, a lot of people are like, well, they're going to be the best teams in class five. Grain Valley started out one and two and lost Oak Park and Fort Osage started out two and two. They had, neither one of them have lost since. So they really have got things going. Those are the teams. I think that those three teams are, but the, the, like Belton and Raytown and are dangerous. North Kansas city has got a great defense and Platt County's kind of lurking around down there, starting to play good football. And that's a staff that, you know, they're young and they're probably not ready, but that you, you just don't, if you don't have to see them in the postseason, you don't, you probably feel better. <laughs> um, class four looks loaded. It is. And, you know, you've got the district with Carney and Smithville. Um, and that district's a little deeper than it's been in the past. Van Horn's not bad. Um, Excelsior Springs doesn't look like record-wise, but they're a tough team to play because they play um, they play Veer, and so it's an option team. And, you, you know, with a short turnaround, it's tough to play. But I think it's probably Carney and Smithville in that um, in that uh, district. Center looks really good. I, I They have passed all the tests. They've got players. And it's not just, oh, we've got some skill guys who can go run down the field. they got some big guys. Their overall team speed is really impressive. Um, they they get to the ball. They <coughs> excuse me. Their their only problem is their depth. You know, last year they lost the quarterback uh, Vic and tailback Love in in the district semis, and they were they were done. I mean, it's tough to it's tough to play when you got two guys who are as dynamic as anybody in the city. Uh, so the, if they stay healthy, uh, I assume they're gonna they're gonna win that district. Um, and then they would play the winner of Carney Smithville, and then. Um, if they got past that, they would play St. Mary's who up until a couple weeks ago was the, was the number one team defending class three champions who just dismantled St. Pius last year. So fours, five doesn't really have that roadblock. Um, but four and three and two have a, have a roadblock where a lot of the good teams are all on the same side of the bracket. All right. Take a sip of that coffee. I know you've been trying to, <laughs> trying to do it. And, uh, so how about in, in three, two, and one, what, what, Quickly, what, what should we look for in, in the smaller classes? Well, you got the district. Pleasant Hills, the favorite in their district. Odessa's there. They're playing well, but I think Pleasant Hills is going to get that one. On the other side is the St. Pius, Maryville, Savannah, Chillicothe. Those guys are going to have a bloodbath figured out. They'll play each other. <laughs> the winner is on the same side um, with Lutheran, uh, Saint, or with Cardinal Ritter, who's who's the number one team in the state. Uh, that being said, Pius beat Cardinal Ritter last year, so it's not a possibility. Two, you've got Lafayette County and Richmond in the same district. Probably the two best teams uh, in the in the metro. Uh, Lafayette County coach Steve Cooks, the Chiefs coach of the week this week. They run into Blair Oaks on if they get through there in the semis. Um, and then Class One, man, you got East Buchanan up there playing with you know Mid Buchanan, East Buchanan. Uh, East Buchanan's you know defending state champion, really good football team. Uh, their coach Dan Rudd does a great job. And really, hats off to the community. They have sixty three kids out for football. Wow, in Class mm -hmm. One. That's and that 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 affords you a lot of depth, and and you can wear some teams out in the second half. That I mean, if you got thirty five kids in class one, you feel pretty good about what you're doing. They got sixty three. I think he told me at the beginning of the year that they had two hundred kids in school, 
and more and more than half were out playing sports, whether it was volleyball, softball, or football, or cross country, or whatever. That 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 they are. That's how they are at East Buchanan, and and they are really turning that into a place where no matter what the sport is, they're pretty good. That sounds like an NAIA school where yeah. <laughs> the enrollment is a letter letter winner in, in yeah. the sport. So. Okay. Hey, let's switch it over to the Kansas side. It looks like there seems to be, at least for the brackets on the east side, the, the Kansas City side of the state, there seem to be some clear favorites in 6-5 and 4A. Um, so let's let's start at 6 with Olathe North. Is that... Uh, I, I think you're Olathe North, Olathe South, Olathe West are probably your your teams. You, uh, and, and Blue Valley Northwest. They beat me age last week, 28-21. There's something about teams that win a title that even though a lot of their great players graduate, that there's something in that DNA that says, well, this is our time. You know, now we're going to turn it on. Yep. Um, still have Grant Stubblefield, outstanding tailback, Aiden B. Meyer, um, tight end slash tackle slash defensive end. Uh, does a little bit of everything for them. So I, I, I like the way Blue Valley Northwest is playing. Clint Ryder does a great job. Olathe North, get a little hiccup last week, but it didn't cost them their number one seed. Uh, they lost to Free State. I, I'm hearing that maybe some of the JV got – Got some time in that uh, game yes. <laughs> when they got behind. <laughs> they quickly switched gears. Olathe South and Olathe West are playing great football right now. Um, they both can score, uh, and and they're both well coached. Uh, Ron Litchfield, who's a former Park Hill South coach, uh, retired, went to Iowa for a while, and now he's back at Olathe South. Uh, does a great job. Uh, and then Olathe West, T.J. O'Neill and his staff have done a great job building that program up. So those are kind of the four guys I, I look at, and it's I, I wouldn't be stunned if any any of those four. And who knows, a Blue Valley West or a Blue Valley could get hot at the right time and, and kind of warm their way up there as well. And then Shawnee Mission Northwest probably has the best player in, in Malik Oates. So mm. he's dangerous. Um, a couple weeks ago, they said their quarterback was hurt and they just ran wildcat with him and he had 400 yards and three three touchdowns. <laughs> he said he had back-to-back weeks of 400 yards. He, he didn't. They only had 200 last week. So <laughs> we'll see. They got Blue Valley West this week. He got the Bubba Starling Award, I guess. Huh? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's special. He's fun to watch. Wow. Okay. Um, the Mill does the Mill Valley machine just keep rolling in five A? Yeah, I, I I like DeSoto. They do a great job. Um, but Mill Valley, especially with the loss to Olathe North, uh, they kind of woke him up. It was funny because last week they were playing on Thursday night and they beat. Uh, Shawnee Mission East got up three to nothing, and then it was sixty three to three. Uh, I I texted Mick Schaefer and I said. I said, are you, are you going to go – Olathe North needs to apologize to Shawnee Mission East. He's like, yeah, they're playing a little angry. And the thing that made it worse is they had a freshman game earlier in the week, and they had a JV game scheduled for Saturday. They were playing on Thursday night, and they tried to get the JV game moved because of the quarters rule, Yeah, and they they couldn't. The, the Shawnee Mission East wouldn't move it. So Mill Valley starters had to stay a little longer to keep the, so the kids had quarters to play the JV game. How about that? <laughs> so, so they, they took it a little worse because the Mill Valley couldn't pull their starters. Cause I mean, you, you know, you can't have kids playing eight quarters in exactly. four days. So there, there, there are rules about that. So yeah, Mill Valley, definitely. I, you know, the, when you look at the other side, Mays is the other team over there. Avery Johnson, the K-State commit, they're outstanding. Um, you know, they're, they're undefeated. So I, I think that's probably, probably a rematch of the state championship game from last year. Um, and I'll take I'll take Mill Valley because they play defense. <laughs> Mays Mays doesn't really. <laughs> and then Foray's crazy um, with gosh with Aquinas and St. James and Miege and and um, just you know that, that's a stronger bracket than, than well it, it, those three definitely sit up there and and <laughs> none of them are a one or a two seed. 
uh, which is funny. Uh, but, yeah, yep. but, you know, you got Chanute, who's undefeated, Atchison, who's undefeated. Atchison, one of their best teams they've had in a long time. I mean, you know, they play in the Middle Arc League, so their competition is not the EKL. Uh, no one's going to pretend that. But they have crushed teams. they got a tailback who's outstanding. So, I mean, it's not like they're just winning by two touchdowns. They're winning, you know, they're running clock every week. Uh, Chanute plays down south, and, and their level of competition isn't great. But, they, you know, they're taking care of their business. And then you, you peel it back a little bit more. You know, we talked about a base room team that's playing. They're 6-2. and two. They're playing um, St. James in the first round. Eudora and Lewisburg each have one loss. Yeah. So outside of the big three, there's five or six teams that they're all going to have to negotiate their way through. And, you know, we were recording our radio show, and Ryan Wallace works for Go Power Cat, does great work for us too. He's like, I'm not going to lie to you. The 4A bracket is fun. He goes, there's good games in week one, which a lot of times week one is blowout city. Right. Uh, but there's good games in, in, in the whole, in the whole bracket. And it's going to be every week. There's going to be, I'm not saying that, uh, that somebody else besides those three is going to, going to win that bracket, but they're going to have to, they're going to have to strap it on because, you know, Lewisburg and Eudora are really good. You know, Eudora's got some, some D one type guys on their team. I mean, there's, there's a lot of talent that has, has uh, come up in those, in those leagues. And, you know, Lewisburg's one loss is to Rogers heritage, which isn't the best Rogers Arkansas team, but they're still a, a bigger school than they are. And they lost to them in a close game in week one. So they, they went out and tried to schedule some teams uh, to play. And I even talked about Piper and Tongan Oxy, who are two good teams are playing this week. So it's like, it's like those, those are some really fun team. I mean, there's some fun games that, that, that are going to be, you know, teams aren't going to win a state championship, but they may win a game or two and, and, and put a scare into somebody and, and it's going to be some good football. So where, where do you spend the first weekend of the playoffs? You with the command center? Yeah, pretty much until we whittle things down a little bit and we've got uh, less play, less teams playing. I don't tend to get out and um, uh, unfortunately last year to peel back the curtain a little bit, we we had some issues uh, with our host uh, company, GoDaddy, who we are no longer with. Uh, so I got out to Lee Summit North Ray Peck and then had to come home because we were bogging down and, and then, you know, had to go yell at somebody about why you know they were doing it, but <laughs> I tend to try and get out when I can't, you know, especially once once the postseason, you know, with COVID, we didn't really. It was it was weird to get out there last year and be on the sideline. Yeah, uh, it was fun, but uh, no, it, not not this week. Probably next week. Um, uh, Grain Valley, which is right down the road from my house, uh, I you know they may they may be playing a, a good semifinal game. I may go watch that or, or get out and, and see some of those games. But I was I was trying to get Blue Spring South to get in that two seed. So they'd be guaranteed two games at home. So I could go over and, and see that game as well. But no, I love getting out and watching games. Um, and luckily uh, the time affords me the ability to do that when, when the playoffs get going. And um, I haven't been down to uh, Columbia, you know, they're, they're all one-stop shopping down there in Missouri. That's a great thing. Yeah. I, I haven't been down there since 19, um, but there's a few teams that they make it down there. I, I'm going to have to like, if a center or a Grand Valley makes it down there for the first time, I may have to, may have to go down and, and uh, take in some, take in some of those games and, and do some personal coverage. But uh, no, it's a, uh, it's great this time of year. There's no doubt. Well, nobody does it better than you, Dion Clisso and preps. KC is the website. Great stuff. Absolutely have that bookmark every weekend um, for the next, I don't know what uh, <laughs> five, six, seven, it's just nothing, but nothing but uh, great high school football coming your way. Dion, thank you so much. Thanks a lot. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production crew of Monty Davis, George Howard, Randy Mason, and Jeff Rosen. Tip of the cap to Dion Clisso of Preps KC for sharing his insights. Hey, Morning Sports Edition, best sports page in America. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com.
Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sportsbeat KC where we talk all things sports in Kansas City.